Okej, okay, nu är det bra. Uh, Okej, okay. så mm. uh, men vi, vi testar. Jag ska bara jag ska göra en sak till. Sådär. Du, jag ska ha det on. Du knäckte en bil. Jag proposar en bil. En liten tubbo. Ja, det är bra. Mm. Yes, okej. Okay. You are listening to the known unknowns with Henrik and William. In this episode, we're going to talk about self-organizing teams. I believe that's still the term people use in Agile. Yeah, or maybe even self-managing teams, according to the Scrum Guide, at least, the updated Scrum Guide. We very recently learned, didn't we, William? Yeah, I someone told me this and I was like, really? That sounds convenient, like happened recently. But yeah, okay, so self-managing teams. We'll, I guess we'll see if the term catches on, basically. Yeah. And uh, something else that also happened recently was that you and me, William, we attended this Scrum beer. Remote, of course. Yeah, that was interesting. It was, it was like uh, just a, a short one hour thing. Like it, you, you're, normally it's in uh, a place somewhere uh, where people meet up. I think it was mostly in Gothenburg. Um, but now we were just doing a, a small session with i think we were four yeah. in total uh you me and the two people that you knew uh better than me for sure um and everyone was uh, i guess talking about you know sort of the there was a lot there was there were a lot of references to you know frameworks and books and and methods and and so on but we we started talking i think we've been sort of wanting to talk about self-managing teams <laughs> uh, for for a while now. Uh, but it's it sort of, I think you and me, Henrik, we have some different ideas about this in general. Uh, but first, let me just say that in this tiny talk that we had with the Agile coaches, I mean, the, 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 or they, they, I think they referred to themselves as Agile coaches in this meetup. And yes. let me just say the first part, the best part, was that there was always this sort of conflicting uh <laughs> whenever we were talking it was like someone really wanted to get something out there and say something but at the same time the agile coaching them wanted to make sure that others had their turn so it was like someone said something which could be quite a long statement and then someone said oh, but but someone else uh, who else wants to say something now like it was very uh, very self-aware discussions and uh I think basically everything that got brought up was, uh, you know, respected and everything. And my my main takeaway from that was that, like, wow, uh, if you put a bunch of agile coaches together, they can really, you know, get really into talking about agile, and it gets more and more abstract. And I was sitting there <laughs> wondering, hey, you know, <laughs> I, I, I. I think I said <laughs> I said that I'd rather have a developer than an agile coach in my team. <laughs> Just yeah, to you see did. what would happen. <laughs> and it was uh, it, I mean they, they totally respected that though. So that, mm-hmm. that was kind of a bummer, but 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 uh, it was uh, they said yeah, I mean it's nice to have a combined skill set if you don't need someone who's going to be like an, a coach full time. Sometimes you might need a coach full time, sometimes you don't. Um, so, so they said, yeah, that makes sense. And I was like, yeah, okay, 
right. I don't have anything to, to say <laughs> anymore to provoke you. And also, um, like after, I think it was like 30 or 40 minutes of this very abstract discussions, which, you know, I find very, very interesting, fascinating stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> being a product owner, uh, I don't really have any skills, so... It's a, it's a good way <laughs> to, to chime in on stuff when we talk about abstract high-level things. No, just kidding. But, um, but yeah, of course, um, after this, these 40 minutes of, of abstracts, it got a bit more tangible once we started to actually talk about the self-organization part, so to speak. And um, we sort of had the hypothesis we could say or like the understanding of the the um the the changing of the word in the scrum guide for because i wasn't even aware of it i don't read the scrum guide very often i don't know if you do william but um changing the word self-organizing teams or self-organization to self-managing it felt like uh, at least to me it felt like oh so they're sort of um downplaying the whole self-organization bit but uh one of the agile coaches he was like no it's the it's the complete opposite it's like by using the term self-managing teams it's uh it's even sharper than self-organization i don't know maybe it is i i can't tell the difference but someone hasn't pitched me on it, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think, ah, uh, you know, you know, yeah, we wanted to get closer to, yeah, we we got into the more of the subject at hand, and uh, I think uh, what what the problem, like me and Hendrik, you and me, Hendrik, we have this different. I don't know. It feels like we yeah. we feel the same, but at the same time we don't. And like I I have been in a couple of teams uh, where. Uh, like it, it, it felt like a good idea to let the team get an idea of what to do next. Uh, like the team should develop some sort of, uh, and I'm going <laughs> to say the word autonomy uh, to be able. <laughs> you can't see Henrik's hair right now, but it's all like raised now. Uh, no, but <laughs> but uh, so I I really feel a good strength to. To have a team that can do things uh, by themselves and make their own decisions and mm. and things like that, and I'm just going to leave it to that and uh, say, Henry, <laughs> what's wrong with that in your opinion? By smack in the face, <laughs> fight me. So, uh, well, well, first of all, I mean, you wish. I'm yeah. I'm not uh, opposing autonomy at all. Actually, uh, it's not it's not like uh, I'm the enemy of of autonomy, but. From my experience, what I've seen um, a bit too often is the fact that autonomy doesn't really mean autonomy. Um, because, I mean, words, they do matter. That's also why we talk about self-organizing and or self-managing. And even though, yeah, I can't really tell the difference. Or I can't tell the difference right now anyway, anyway spontaneously. But words, they do matter, of course. And um, what I've seen and... and and the sort of the concern I have when it comes to autonomy is the the ex, the extreme form of autonomy, which is basically anarchy, <laughs> um, and not the good form of anarchy, but more like yeah, as long as we don't have to talk to anyone else, as long as we don't have to communicate 
uh, we're autonomous. But once we have to ask someone else for advice or guidance or uh, assistance or whatever, really, uh, as soon as you have to communicate, it's like, oh, we're not autonomous anymore, sort of. That's just, you know, that's the concern I, I have. So the bastardization of... Uh, autonomy so to speak because one one thing that that i do that we do agree on is is the fact that we we both strive for as much understanding as possible uh, of, of the ab- abstracts as well the high level concepts and everything uh not just you know the sequence based hierarchical structure where something is decided and then it passed on to someone else who decides uh, number you know the second thing to decide and then hands it over to the the third sequence blah blah and then going to the team uh, and the team's like why are we even doing this so in this regard we are completely in agreement but i think one of the things that i, that I found very interesting during this scrum beer was when we talked about this and um ula one of the agile coaches he said that he often also experience this bastardized version of it like yeah we want to be autonomous we want to we want to be able to to make all decisions by ourselves and it's like okay great so can you do that with the product you have and and like he said was many times it's like no not really because they don't have a they don't have an isolated product and this is also the case for for many of us especially working in in enterprise like you and you and me william we have to communicate with with other teams so basically when i say that, that i'm i'm you know that I, that i don't really like autonomy in teams what i'm saying is that i don't like to default into miscommunication or like uh getting rid of communication so I, I, I hear what you're saying, Henrik. And let's, but let's play this out and see. Let's put this to the test. So, uh, let's say that we have uh, we we have teams today that might have a certain preference to how to do things, uh, like a, a technical preference, mm-hmm. like a framework. Yeah, you know, there's a bunch of those in the front end, as you may have heard. So, how would you and I, I'm how would you put this? Uh, to a team if they wanted to do things differently than many other teams like would you want to i mean Mm. you like standardization Henrik. this must be a problem Mm. in a way for you right (laughs) um so sort of yes and no i would say because you know like you know like i i used to call you a front-end evangelist you know because i'm teasing you by calling you a front-end evangelist uh you tease me by calling me a strategist and i'm sort of (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't feel awkward to me to be called strategist because I sort of am. So um, in this in this particular example, in this case, I would be totally fine with a team going with something completely different from, from other teams. As long as they can argue, uh, as long as they can make an argument for why. Like what, what is the strategy behind doing this? If the argument is, yeah, we like this framework, it's nice, then I'm going to say, screw you. <laughs> Oof, uh, okay, bold statement. <laughs> That's the one I so, wanted. Thank you, Henry. Yeah. But, uh, but if, they, if they would say, yeah, we want to go with this because uh, 
what we want to achieve is uh, this and this and this. And now we've looked into to these different options. And, and this is the, the, the best way to, to reach our goals. Uh, that's our, our firm belief. Then I would say, of course, there's, I mean, we don't even have to have a, a discussion about this. If, if that's the argument, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say go for it at any given time. But, but if, it, if it boils down to like uh, an archi- architect preferring one framework over another, um, but with no apparent arguments, um, or like a developer, uh, or a lead developer even, I like this framework. It's nice. Okay. Hmm. In what way? In what way is it nice? And how does it benefit our product? Give me the facts. I want the facts, right. William. Okay. I don't so, want the yeah, feelings. I'll, I want the facts. Yeah. I'll stop teasing you there because I, I think it makes sense. And um, if you, as, as you said, if you can't communicate the reasons... If I was a team that wanted to do something differently and, you know, had the feeling that this is something that we're making a decision of inside the team, like, yeah, you're right. Like we don't have an atomic product, but we have, we have an area that we're responsible for, uh, where we even did an episode about this, uh, Henrik, and it's what you define to be your, yeah. What, what was the name? Uh, oh, you yeah, have yeah. A, a service. Yeah. The, you, have uh, a, you mean the, um, yeah. Uh, the capability teams. Capability, yes. You can you can totally see that I'm <laughs> used to that word and that way of thinking. <laughs> Can't even think of it. Uh, yeah, just blanked. Uh, yeah. So, but you could you can have you can be managing a capability, uh, which you can you know theoretically mm-hmm. define as anything. Uh, you could say that we're managing this part of the ordering process, for example. Yeah, we don't have a complete ordering process, but we have this part of it, uh, and then. Um, as a team, they they might want to feel that we're sort of in control, but you know where does that leave the rest of the ordering process? Uh, and that's uh, comes back to communication and also when you choose sort of the technical foundations. And that's just an example, but let's just go with it and say if you're thinking about the technical approach to things, you want to be able to motivate the reason behind choosing it to say a PO or someone else who doesn't have the same bias as you have, who doesn't automatically say, yeah, that's nice. Uh, you want to be able to say more than that. So maybe for example, uh, our whole team is, uh, has been working with this uh, technology for some time. It's still up to date. It still has a roadmap for the future. Uh, it would take us uh, a time that we don't have to readjust and choose another technology that would theoretically give us the same benefits. Uh, of course, you'd have to go into the fine-grained details to say things about this and that. There's an architect may, might need to be involved, but you can <laughs> say better things than it's nice, basically. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, and and it's a. Uh, I think I think actually we agree on this part, but to, sometimes I think we disagree on to what level we um, mm. are willing to meet, sort of, 
I think sometimes I'm I'm saying things <laughs> and you're like, yeah, it doesn't sound good enough to me. And, you know, I, I'm like, you're not technical. You don't understand this part. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I'm just talking mm-hmm. technology, not, you know, business value. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it goes back and forth. Right. And uh, you got to you got to argue it out sometimes, I think. Self-managing teams comes sort of in the middle of this and just be like, Something, some things maybe should be the team's ability to decide because they feel, you know, we don't have time to discuss every single detail of our profession. We are developers, you know. Uh, but some things they really, really should bring up. And maybe that's the hard part, you know. Yeah, exactly. That That is... In fact, the hard part, that is the big challenge. Like, how do you define what a team should decide by themselves? Or like, how do you define the things that should be managed within a team and the things that should be managed collaboratively? That's a really tricky question, William. Yes. And uh, I I only have the question. I don't have the answer. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that... I guess that that's also that's like the thing with this podcast that we just we have the we have the questions, <laughs> and yeah, and some answers and, thrown around here and there. Like, yeah, you, you'll get it. Yeah, but yeah, but one thing that we actually have been uh, just very recently that we have started to look into is this so-called cell-based architecture. We've already covered the. Um, uh, the capability team philosophy, and that's like, yeah, that that that's one thing uh, to talk about in in an organizational level, especially talking about self managing teams. But then we also have this uh, when it comes to to architecture, and sometimes these kinds of of uh, uh, architect concepts they also tie into how to organize different teams and how these teams can can self manage. And the basic idea of of um, cell based architecture is to bring order into the microservice chaos. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we all love microservices, don't we, William? It's kind of difficult to actually argue against a microservice uh, infrastructure or a microservice ecosystem, at least in 2021. I mean, that that is the way forward, um, at least until the next big thing arrives. But right now we have the microservice ecosystem and the... The micro frontends and all these things, but but one thing that often happens, especially in in enterprise companies, is this microservice chaos, uh, where you just have a bunch of microservices and you have no idea how to manage all of them because they are simply too many, and you have duplicate services and you don't really know when to set up a, a proper microservice or even like even how to set up a proper microservice. And then you have all of these teams having to consume uh, like 100 different services. And yeah, it's just complete chaos. And, and the, the idea of, of cell-based architecture is to, to bring order into this chaos. But the, this, the, like, the interesting part of this, at least, you know, the more I study the cell-based architecture and its principles, its key principles, uh, the more clear it gets to me that it, it, it is actually sort of also addressing these issues when it comes to to self-managing teams and how to how to have a prop, proper setup uh, for self-managing teams and it's it's really cool because I, I've seen this 
struggle in myself and I think with you, Henrik, and with, with others that like we want to do yes, we want to do microservices, we want to do microfrontends, uh, but 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 everyone seems to have different ideas and <laughs> we don't know how we're gonna move forward. Uh, there's a lot of communication. I think I, I made a I made a reference to like if you for example you you know of the dish which is you know potatoes and meatballs mm-hmm. but you don't know the name for it and you said you know it's these round things and they're <laughs> next to each other and some of them are yellow and some of them are brown and they're really tasty <laughs> but you they need to you know interact with each other in the right way and then someone's like I have no idea what you're talking about is that food or yeah. and then I think I think it's good to have a, a, a name for the, the sort of the next level I guess and that I mean I've seen what you've done so far with with the architecture I haven't personally been too much into it I have a book about architecture behind me which probably <laughs> mentioned it <laughs> but uh, I haven't uh, I have only heard about the name so 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 you're saying that this one sort of takes it uh, to explain what like how services interact between each other or first I just want to say that the first thing that pops into my head when you said when when you just said this you know metaphor with with uh, the food I was like Yellow meatballs. What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you see, like, you, you, your assumptions led you <laughs> to believe that's your microservices. Yellow meatballs, Henry. Yeah, and that's not my assumption. Yeah. I don't want no <laughs> yellow meatball microservice. God, God damn it! <laughs> so yeah. yeah, let's ruin meetings with this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So and th- this has been quite. I mean, when I'm trying to to describe something and I don't really have the I, I don't I don't have the the right words for it or I can't describe it in 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 the best possible way. Um, many times when we'll I try to, we'll get yellow meatballs. Then we'll yeah, get yellow like, meatballs. <laughs> you know the yellow meatball. Hey, you know you know the yellow. And we don't know what Henrik's talking about. He's always talking about these yellow oh, meatballs. Oh, <laughs> dumplings. That's what he's talking about. Oh, <laughs> not yellow meatballs. Dumplings. Yeah, ah, exactly. But the thing is, like when I've talked about these things. And I constantly hear about, but it sounds like you're talking about a God service. And I'm like, oh, you, well, call it a God service if you want to. <laughs> but then it's like, <laughs> oh, but you mean a monolith. No, but I'm not talking about, mo- I hate monoliths. So, so no, it's not a God service if, if by God service you mean monolith. So no, okay. Whew. And the, the good thing is here is that both, you know, the cell-based architecture, both it, it has given me an extended vocabulary so I can actually make myself <laughs> understood. Yeah, but also, exactly. Yeah, but to to sort of <laughs> also answer your question, the thing is that it, it comes with a few um, recommendations of best practices. So uh, basically, what you do in the cell based architecture, and we are going to cover this in a future uh, episode, aren't we, William? We can't cover all of this now. <laughs> we have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're definitely going to have to. <laughs> but but the general idea is that that you have these uh, these cells and a single cell could could consist of of multiple microservices. But the things that that you do in these microservices they are all stitched through the through like uh, through APIs. So that's the way to interact. You you interact between cells. You don't interact. Uh, I mean, of course, yes, you do interact between microservices as well. Of course, but when it comes to to something a specific. Uh, let's call it capability if you, to simplify things. If you have a capability and uh, you have a team and you have your own sort of service and the service is supposed to, to, to get a certain capability, the team and the team service shouldn't really make a lot of requests to multiple um, multiple microservices and then stitch it all together, especially not in front end. So that's what we're trying to avoid here. And that's why you... you um, 
that's why you or, you 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 organize these capabilities within within cells. Um, and the the recommendation of best practice is basically that a ce- an entire cell is managed and, and owned. I don't really like the the word own. You know, ownership. That's not that's not my favorite term. But yeah, to keep it simple, let's let's say uh, an entire cell is owned by one team. And one team can own multiple cells. But the idea and the recommendation is that, yeah, you have a cell and a team uh, is managing and owning the entire cell. So in that sense, it sort of get like um, automatically in the architecture, you also get the way of working uh, served on a platter. <laughs> because, <laughs> because the idea here is like, okay, so you have this team, it, it operates on this cell, the cell has this capability, and then you have conventions and contracts uh, uh, for the APIs, like for the consuming for, from the consuming side, but also from uh, from the provider. In this case, a cell. You have contracts, um, and you have like standardized contracts, William. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, um, yeah. So you have sort of a <laughs> okay. I'm not going to provoke you with with terms such as standardization. <laughs> I, my, and my, my senses have been, yeah, my senses are sort of dulled to that word now. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but, you but want yeah, to standardize? So, All right. Yeah. Anyway. But but the, the the basic idea is that yeah, you as a team you self manage the cell, but then you have contracts uh, whenever whenever things like whenever the cap- the, the capability the, the data that it's stitched together into a capability whenever it is is interacted with by another team there you have some some contracts um right yeah so basically bringing order into the microservice chaos i mean uh, there there can't be that many cells in a human body right this, this should be pretty easy to count it's not yeah, too chaotic, just a few right? billion or something. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we can replicate that in an org chart somehow. <laughs> oh, we have to turn to the billion cells over here to get something. No, but but jokes aside, I, I think. Uh, I mean, it depends of the co- of the company uh, on the company, right? I mean, if you have a company where everyone is keen in working in a very agile way, then cell based architecture could could help you define as a PO what we want to do uh, like give you the words that you need if you're at a company where you, you don't need that much collaboration you need a, <laughs> maybe a hardware team and a small software team or something mm-hmm. um, they might be maybe they're making like sensor devices and they just need a quick uh, software piece a piece of software on there uh, then you don't need this but in our organization, I can say for, <laughs> with absolute certainty that you, there's so many to talk to. Like, there's no end to how the amount of people that you could talk to. And if you could talk to twice as many people during your workday, the company would benefit from that so much more. Like, yeah. and and that's why you wanna, you don't wanna, you know, you don't wanna waste time by like not communicating. You don't wanna waste time by over communicating to a bunch of people who doesn't know what you're talking about and so it's and 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 that's i think i mean it feels like we're building the sometimes in the large companies it feels like we're building these cells 
but we're tying them to people. So it's yeah. like, yeah, ask that guy, ask Hendrik. He's been around <laughs> forever. He's connected to all these cells, right? And uh, <laughs> Hendrik just, you know, you know, the synapses in him just fires away, and he knows where to go. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of, it's, I kind of feel better about having that stuff on a paper and not uh, on Hendrik. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, not on Henrik. <laughs> Sticky yeah, notes well. <laughs> on Henrik. <laughs> yeah, walking posted. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, the perfect ending for this episode. <laughs> the, the walking poster. Yeah, with with, with yellow meatballs around him. <laughs> yellow meatballs. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the yellow meatball episode. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna cover that. I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess the name of the the name of the episode will will be something about yellow meatballs. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With that said, you've been listening to Known Unknowns with Henrik and William. Until next time. Goodbye. Thanks for listening, and remember, you can send questions, feedback or suggestions on future topics through our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash knownunknowns. Just click the message button, record your message, and hit send. You can use either a computer or a mobile phone, and you don't need the Anchor app.